I wish I had been recording that. <laughs> we could re. We could stage it. We could stage it. You want to? I'm, ter- I'm a terrible actor. That's the problem. I oh can't. yeah. <laughs> well, I could do it again. That's the thing. You have to not think of it as acting. It's discovering it for the first time. <laughs> well, see now you sound like an awesome actor. <laughs> well, I, I'm not an the awesome method. actor for sure. I think maybe I'm a better actor now because I recently got in touch with like a lot more of my feelings. Yeah. And so I think, I think I'd be a better actor now, because in the past I, I when I've done acting. I had this guy tell me this. He was like an actor and he came to me and he said, you can do caricatures, but you don't do characters because you don't, you don't bring emotion to it. You just, you just take a kind of character, a trait right. of someone and you blow it up big. And so it's funny. Like a cartoon. Like a cartoon. No, but they're hollow. Yeah. Inside. And they're like, it's really funny. And he was like, that's why you do improv is because that's great. That's what you need to improv. But he's like, but if you want to be an actor, you have to actually bring like the full emotion to it. And I was like, I'm incapable of that. <laughs> but now I feel like I am more capable of that therapy. Right on. You know, therapy. Should we get started? Let's get started. Yeah, should we do it? Yeah. Okay. You haven't been recording this whole time, have you? I have been. Oh my God. My God. So we're, we, <laughs> we just start talking and we're good. Oh my God, good. Welcome everybody. To solutions from the multiverse. Welcome. I'm Scott Moppin. My name is Adam Browse. And uh, thank you for joining us again. Yeah, this is the podcast where other podcasts focus on problems. This is the podcast where we focus on solutions. That's right. Yes. So let's, let's, should we just get straight forward? Okay. Get this is the, we're going to talk about something super, super nerdy Ooh. and weird. And, and inside, well, you're talking to the right guy thing. then because okay, I am both of those things. Yes. Awesome. Both super nerdy check and weird check check. Got it. So nonprofit governance. Let's do this. Nonprofit governance. Yeah, or even for profit too. We, maybe that goes part in part of it. But governance in general of organizations. Uh-huh. It's getting really, it's really uh harshing. Like for me, I'm like really irritated by it since I've learned about this and I've basically starting various organizations. And I'm learning about like the governance and like how the boards can get screwed up. Okay, so here's so the clue me in. Yeah, so here's the solution. In, Let me what? just tell you the solution. Okay, please. Okay, missionary versus basically missionary duty should trump fiduciary duty. Missionary duty over fiduciary. Exactly. Duty. And right now, fiduciary duty actually trumps the duty to the mission mm-hmm. of the organization over the money, the bottom the line. Fiduciary duty trumps currently, but it should be reversed. It should be that the it should be that if a person on a board makes a decision that's in line with the mission but hurts the finances, they can't be sued, which today you can actually sue someone. If they're on your board, the other board members or the company itself can sue that board member. For not obsessively seeking the profit. Even if it's a nonprofit organization, which sounds crazy, which mm-hmm. it is crazy. It's crazy. Right. And actually, it'd be better if you could sue people who did things that went against the mission in for the sake of the money selfishly right like too focused on money uh-huh. not focused enough on the mission money over money over value is what you were saying exactly all right here's where i have to back up and ask one of my classic dumb dumb questions who is included in governance for a thing i'm not is this who's included in that umbrella 
I mean, it's usually, it's pretty much the boards. So every organization has like a board. Like a board it. of trustees? Is that what yeah, that is? trustees okay. or, or not or trustees. Shareholders? Trust. Shareholders if it's a for-profit business. Okay. Nonprofit businesses are non-stock corporations, so they don't have stock, so no one can own them. But the boards are just members of the board. Are we That's also talking called. like a CEO and a CFO and a C, all the C-suite yeah, the C, people? Yeah. Those guys are like, in a corporation, you'll have a C-suite, like a for-profit company. In a uh -huh. non-profit company, you'll usually have what's called an ED, executive director. Okay. And they might have a kind of cadre of people that are like a CFO and a COO mm -hmm. around them, but the ED is essentially the CEO. Okay. And they report to the board. All right. Sometimes they're on the board, too. Like, they have a vote in the board, you know, okay. things. I and think I have a yeah. grasp of it now. Sorry, and, I didn't mean to slow it down. No, no. And for, you, I, think yeah. of it, I think of it as, like, a really, really weirdly shaped hourglass right because you have everyone working for the corporation is like mm -hmm. or the or the, the non-profit or for-profit is in the bottom and then you have like the ceo or the ed at the top that's like the pinch point where the sand falls through and then on the okay. top you have the board and the board is usually like supposed to be you know it's supposed to be like these sort of you know ultra sort of reasonable detached sort of angels who are like you know you you know it's, using data to right. decide exactly what should be done perfectly for the good of the organization and society and everything but in reality it doesn't really work out that it, way it feels like it's supposed to function as a collective wisdom right. pool where you can draw wisdom out of when you need it or when when it's applicable and it it seems very strange if that collective wisdom pool is like oh but also we're always going for the dollar like right like, yeah. like you can ask us questions and we'll give you answers just know that the dollar is our first and foremost like consideration before the answer to your question. Like that's wrapped around it. It doesn't seem like a good system. Like it doesn't seem fair. But it is the way it works right now. Like uh -huh. I'm I'm working on building this organization. It's a nonprofit, it's a five oh one C three nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And even now, as we talk about like the longevity of the organization, we're like, huh, this is actually kind of a puzzle because even if we bring people onto the board who are aligned, unless we don't, you have to use my organization as an example. We just use any organization, any nonprofit. If you bring someone onto the board who who's completely aligned with your mission, and then somewhere down the line it comes to a question mark, and the question, the fork in the road is like go right, go left, mm -hmm. and go left hurts the finances of the organization, but it supports the mission, and to the right hurts, you know, is vice versa. If they don't do the thing that that is their fiduciary responsibility, it's it sounds like they'll they they they'll they can be sued by the other board members and by the institution itself. Like the C the E D could like literally call the lawyer of the company and have the, them sue the board member for right. like doing something that hurt the finances of the business. Cause now suddenly that nonprofit, not the business I keep kind of mixing up business and nonprofit because they are somewhat similar. But that that nonprofit organization now has like standing, like it's been harmed. By that decision that the that the that the that the board member made, they can be like, "You literally cost us money." So, so we're suing you, for, right. for doing that. And, and and you know that might try to. I don't know if it necessarily can get money out of them, but you know, you kick them off the board. You can, you know, well, you can do things to, you know. And the reverse is not true. If you make the other decision, no one can bring you up on charges that you have uh, not maximized the values, the values that the, of the, yeah. of the institution. That right. Like imagine you're like an anti-hunger charity, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, your decision is like, should we take all this money because, but the money is earmarked for like social media promotion 
or should we like not take all that money and like use all the time and effort to like actually relieve like a hundred people's hunger? You would actually, if you just took the money, you would be fiduciarily correct. But mm-hmm. if you actually said no to a bunch of money that was just going to like, I don't know, make you post on social media for a lot of time. And instead you like fed a hundred people, you would be wrong. Like you would be, you would be fiduciarily like breaking mm-hmm. your responsibility to the organization. So it basically forces all nonprofits to to function like for profits. But if we if we instead said this is insane, clearly we want nonprofits at least, if not also for profits, you know, or B corporations. You know, there's also like B corporations, which have a little more. Um, anyways, we can talk more about that in a little bit. But you know, if we if we did this, if we said, look, there you have first and foremost, at least in nonprofits. A missionary, or I don't like to say missionary because it sounds like we're talking about the sexual it, position. <laughs> it has, it already has some like cultural tale. Yeah, that does. We could say mission, the duty. mission or the values. Mission duty. Yeah, yeah, the value. Well, the values could be like That's the different. money or whatever. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. So, what the hell? Why is it? Why is the fiduciary responsibility of a board member more important than the mission or the values or the or the the kind of um, spirit of the organization? Shouldn't that trump everything? And shouldn't they be so? Shouldn't it be so much the trumping that that actually, if it led to the death of the organization, that would actually be the right choice? Like the right choice would be to make the decisions that were in line with the values, even if that led to the organization dying. Right, because the alternative is making decisions that are contrary to the values of the entity right. for the sake in of order money. just to get money and like survive survive right. in this weird dishonest way. Yeah, that seems way. Right? Yeah. Doesn't that seem obvious? Okay. But I mean, it's act. This is actually represents a huge, one hundred and eighty degree change to the way nonprofits are governed today, and not just like some nonprofits. This is the way. You you cannot be on the board of a nonprofit mm-hmm. and then take a, recommend an action that financially hurts the nonprofit. If you do, you can be considered like in trouble for for having broken your fiduciary duty to the organization. So, so what would this look like then in, in implementation? So if that, if we're using that hourglass analogy and the ED or the CEO is the pinch point and we're, I'm assuming you're saying replace the top part of that hourglass with a different, a differently motivated top part. Well, you don't have to change necessarily the people who are on it. I think a lot of people on the boards of nonprofits would like this to be the case, right? They, they are very mission motivated. It seems like the whole, the whole nonprofit would like this change because Probably. it would allow them <laughs> to kind of more not have to worry about the dollar as much all the time and focus on what they're actually trying to do you know it doesn't right. become secondary i would think so i mean especially people on the front lines i mean they care about their salaries being paid but they're usually i mean in nonprofits they're generally very motivated by the the issue otherwise they'd go work in the private sector and make more maybe more money or something so if you don't have to change the people involved is it just like an an edict or or making it no longer viable to sue people who make that decision. I think what, there would have the to change? be. I think there would have to be either a law or some kind of rereading of precedent. I mean, I doubt that you could reread the precedent because I'm sure the law just says like if you harm the institution, you know, you you then are in trouble because you yeah. harmed something financially and you have a duty to it fiduciarily. But if yeah, if there was some just regulation change, a law change that said like now. Uh, if a, someone on a board of a, of a nonprofit can, can, you know, a reasonable person, obviously everything comes down to like what could be defensible in court. No. But if it's like if a reasonable person could, uh, could say that 
that their non that their choice was in favor of the mission, even if it hurt the organization financially, then they 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 they're protected. They're safe. Well, maybe maybe similarly to how truth is an absolute defense against slander or whatever that you can have it be like this shield that drops down if you can prove that you're like no, my decision may have cost money, but it was wholly in line with the X, Y, and Z of our mission. You know, like right. So that the bullets that are coming at you now bounce off. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, in that specific be. case. But in w- when you're just making that, yeah. d- when you're making weird decisions for no reason and costing the company money, sure, they still, still have the liable. ability to be yes. like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, if you're like, out. we got to take all this money and buy me Lamborghinis, obviously, right? <laughs> Untouchable, you can't do it. The mission of our nonprofit <laughs> you, is to buy people Lamborghinis. You didn't and I'm read, a person. Yeah. Here, here in four point font, I put and I get lots of Lamborghinis. Yeah, you didn't, there, there it is. It's not my fault that you didn't hit this with a magnifying glass, but I'll be seeing you later. Vroom, vroom, <laughs> That Lamborghini. Takes yeah, exactly. Off. Yeah, I was flummoxed when I learned that this was the case, and then I and then I talked to a few other people who had also like kind of worked with boards and talked, and they were like, yeah. Like, yeah, you need to build in a culture from like the bottom of your organization all the way through your board of like a, a single culture where people really understand like the values and everything. Because if you don't, anybody who comes in is on your board can just be like, well, nope, the best thing for this organization is to like cold raise and heartless. Yeah, raise, yeah. Well, it's not so cold and heartless because they have a very good defense because they're like, you know what? If the organization dies, it can't do the mission. Yeah. So clearly, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just kind of, not, I'm, you know, it's it's always this like kind of, you know, like I'm the realist in the room, right? Like you guys are all just being idealists, right. but some, but it's not really the case because sometimes it's better to like run lean and maybe have a down year if you can then stay true to your mission mm-hmm. as opposed to sort of chasing. There's a myth. Oh, this is a good mythological tale for this. Okay, Paris. When he was going through, I think the underworld, mm-hmm. and they told someone told him, "Don't go up." This is Paris, the ancient Greek okay. uh, prince, said, "Don't go." Who, who then, you know, stole Helen? He stole Helen, and then Helen was, you know, the, Paris of the yeah, of yes, the Troy Helen of taking Troy. Helen, and then yeah. Troy was invaded. Right. So he was in the underworld, and and he was, and someone told him, you know, don't go off the path. Just stay on the path, and you'll be fine to get out of the underworld. And he was like, cool. And he went, he went along. And then he saw like this golden apple and he was like, oh my God, that apple so gold, so beautiful. And so he's like, I can go off the path a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I know, right. I know what I heard, but right. I'm different. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm special. And so he, and so he goes off the path, he gets the golden apple. And then later I think he gives that golden apple to Helen in a, in a competition between Aphrodite, Helen and someone else for beauty. Okay. And then he gives it to Helen, the human, and that pisses the goddesses off. And then I think that's what kind of makes whatever the war of Troy happened. But basically, yeah, as you're going down this path of whatever organization you're running, for profit or nonprofit, honestly, they're very similar. I've run both and they're very similar, you know. I knew that this was a thing with companies or with corporations, I guess, because that's what came to my mind. But I definitely I did not know that this was also a thing for nonprofits. I guess I did assume that it wasn't a thing for nonprofits because of the name nonprofit. Right? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But then also I I had to learn slowly that like oh people can get paid if they work at a nonprofit because at first you're like how does that work what right but yeah there's right. there's levels to it but I definitely did not know this part me neither of it that's me neither it's a little alarming yeah I thought I thought nonprofits like the whole point was to free them up from the profit motive you know 
And, and, and in reality, like even are not like, I feel like even people in the nonprofit sector are like, oh, I'm, I'm clean. I'm, I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I'm outside of this like horrible thing, this capitalism or whatever, which I, which I don't necessarily think is that horrible, but I, a lot of the people, but in in reality, everything is capitalist. Nonprofits are just single capitalist and regular (laughs) profits are just double capitalist. Exactly. It's like single, it's right. It's like single capitalism and double capitalism. Oh, you're not, you're not capitalist at all. Okay. So you're just the default level of capitalism. You're like, no, 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 not, not capitalist at all. I'm trying to get to zero. That's illegal. That's not illegal to just be like a fully entirely mission driven organization that's not a thing wow it cannot be a thing because if you financially hurt your organization you the organization that has then has tort standing like you harmed them so that's called i guess a tort is like the legal <laughs> yeah, yeah action you take against someone who harms you and so yeah it's crazy i i feel like and i hope i'm wrong i mean if someone i'm sure maybe some of our lawyer listeners will be like nah you can get around it if you do this and file that or or you i don't know maybe there's a way to get around it but i've talked to probably four different people as i've been starting this new nonprofit, and all of them has said no like if your board doesn't just see completely eye to eye with you and and you aren't all exactly like in lockstep like vision then one of them can be like, nope, we're just not doing any of this because we can get more grant money if we go do this. Wow. So they just, and then that, and if you don't go along with them, like they can just sue the rest of the board. They for can like, steamroll it. They yeah. can just steamroll it through. As long, so it's like, it forces you to follow the money. I mean, it's weird. You'd, you'd expect the mission statement and the profit motive to come at heads sometimes. And then I would, I would think a reasonable board would then look at those times individually and go, okay, which of the times are we going right. to go on to the profit side? Which of the times are we going to go on to the mission side? And just to have a default, well, I win all ties, feels yeah. like a broken system yeah. waiting to just spring in yeah. the wrong direction. I mean, if everyone on the board agrees to go against the sort of financial interest of the organization then it's in not favor of the mission, then it's not a problem right. because none of them will like take up arms. But it's an outsized... It's not an equal playing field. The other yeah. side has an, if one person yeah. wants to block it, they can block the will of right. three other people, right. which and is weird. And even launch their will, whatever they yeah. think is better. And they can, and they can, and they can strong arm everybody in the room and be like, look, you all have a fiduciary responsibility to this organization. And therefore, like your role is to protect the finances of this organization. And it's like, that should not be, that should be the case. Maybe, yeah, for profits, I assume, yeah, okay whatever okay but but nonprofits doesn't the whole damn point is to not have to have that be right the, you know yeah like shouldn't it be yeah and if not a nonprofit, then where is the place where that is the point you know what i mean <laughs> well it's not here like so- a like a for-profit you would not ex- like if a for-profit were a person you you know he'd have his hair slicked back and he'd you know, <laughs> he'd look like Gavin Newsom you know he'd have like a blue suit on and a red tie and he'd very like, expensive yeah, yeah very expensive uh-huh. leather shoes and well and, and you know if, and if there was like a problem like you know a burning building he'd be maybe the first per you know a really good socially you know active corporation would be the first person to like call nine one one great but like a nonprofit who is a person you know he has like cargo shorts on and you know so hoodie yeah hoodie. But when the burning building, he, you know, he's the first guy who runs in the build. That should be the case. But no, he can't do that because that, you know, he can't, the, the, these organizations can't risk their own lives financially yeah. for their missions. It's not actually legal. It is weird to have a company where you're populating it with hoodie people 
and saying, all right, now how do we all turn into expensive, fancy suit people? Act like and that, they're like, yeah. we're not the, that's why we're here. We're not those people. What are you talking about? <laughs> that if we were that people, we would be over there doing that. We're being so we came over here. We're just stereotyping the crap out of people. I don't think I've stereotyped once. I think I am I'm 100. Stere- I've stereotyped. No. <laughs> I've stereotyped bad. Hoodies, people with nonprofits can wear suits. I'm just, my, I'm, I'm using yeah. this as shorthand for comfortable versus whatever. Yeah, or like just profit. Power yeah, suit prof, Like you were saying, like, yeah, the, at some point, because in the vagaries of human experience, there's going to be like, there's going to be conflicts between sure. two motivations. One to like make money or even survive. Like I think to the point where corporations, like nonprofits that literally would die if they followed their mission should just choose to die. It's noble and they should be, it should be legal. I mean, their board could decide not to do that, but it should be legal to decide to crash against the rocks. Right. But it's not, it's not, it's so weird. Yeah. And it makes board building hard. I find it because it makes it hard to build a board because if you bring someone on that, you don't really like down to their bones, know who they are and like really have like personal loyalties. Like you gotta have some serious compromise. On every <laughs> just joking. well, it turns entities into <laughs> sociopaths. I mean, it, oh, good because yeah. they're imagine a person that you knew who mm-hmm. operated as only a for profit per. You know, like me, they only do things for profit ever, and they don't ever move for for not profit. That would that would be a sociopath, you right. know. And so, if you're demanding your organization to be run like that, that feels like a disconnect with basic humanity so they would be like really nice to you until you like got them the wrong birthday present and then they'd be like you're dead Dead. (laughs) you're dead to me (laughs) well they would definitely accept (laughs) birthday presents and not give any for sure yeah really they accept very expensive birthday they're like my return on investment here (laughs) is not is not worth your (laughs) i gotta say you've been slacking on friendship and so you don't get a present this year so i have a spreadsheet of my friends and each one has a different columns next to their names <laughs> with how much contributions they've made to parties, to birthday parties. How many business to, leads they have provided. Right, exactly, for, right. I keep very money. strict numbers. Yep. And if you don't perform, not getting, you're not getting not a jigsaw getting texted, puzzle. Yeah, uh-uh. You're not getting my birthday, my cheap birthday presents that I give out. My 500. <laughs> I have a goodie piece. bag and it's going to not you. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the uh, birthday party version of sociopaths. Good thing they're not like murdering you. You know, they're not like killing you and eating you. That's the other thing so, like, psychopaths do, I guess. I hope. Yeah, I, I mean, they're the bad guys in every movie. Don't you feel like that's a little bit of a, a gimme at this point? The bad guys in every movie you pre- see kill and eat people. No, but they're psychopaths. Oh, okay. you know, they don't kill and eat so people. You're watching a lot of. I know. You're watching a lot of cannibal movies. <laughs> I need to stop watching cannibal movies. But seriously, right? Why is every bad guy a psychopath? It's like, can't we find another villain? Can't we have like a, you know, it it does it yeah <laughs> where they're just like I'm evil and why? Well, because I'm evil. Yeah, exactly. Because I just hate human beings. <laughs> My evil motivations are something. because I am evil. So boring. Let's have I, people I mean, be evil because of like greater good that they're trying. I'm to a make. comic book guy, and so I've seen a lot of the whole like muhahaha. Ha, ha, I am an evil supervillain, and yeah, it's, no one's going. Why is that? They're just because it's a comic book. We need a villain. We just need that <laughs> to be a jerk. I'm the bad guy. I got superpowers, <laughs> and I want to use them to uh, rob banks. That's what I'm doing. Right. And planet Pla- Captain Planet's the best. Right. They just waste stuff. Ahaha! I just throw paper in the ground. It's anything, like what? Yeah. Anything. <laughs> Very destructive to the earth. They're like, mm. yes, that sounds like great. <laughs> I, I have deforested this area, not for personal gain, no, just no. for out of spite. Yeah, and I'm just going to turn on all these idling trucks. <laughs> I'm the idler. <laughs> you have a strong memory of Captain Planet. I don't. 
I'm, I, I'm out on details. I just made that up. I I just I'm inventing new uh new uh <laughs> Captain Planet um villains. Villains. I came up with that because in t- in New York they just they passed this law a couple of years ago where if you if you see an idling truck, it's illegal to idle your truck in New York. You're supposed to turn it off. Okay. But if you see an idling truck, you can turn them into the cops and they give you like 50 bucks. Wow. Yeah, and actually a guy made like $65,000 <laughs> in 2022 just or 2021. The, this is just the idler. just walking around. No, he's the he's the like anti- Captain Planet. Yeah, 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 he's got like a heart ring or something, you know. He he's the or maybe he's the idler. Why do people after. idle? I've never been to New York, so why why, why do idle? people idle trucks anywhere? I don't know. I feel it's like weird. leaving my car running when I'm not in it. It's a waste. It's just well waste but i'm just asking to come back to not my car being there anymore you oh, know what i mean oh yeah yeah like like that's yeah, one step what? shy of one step shy of unlocked door open please take my car somewhere else when i was like a teenager someone was idling a truck and i was like why are you idling your truck like isn't it just burn gas isn't that just money and they were like oh no to start the engine of a truck takes like a ton of gas are we talking like big semi like no, big think, trucks or the, I I think I mean there's not very many 16 wheelers in New York City, right? I, so it's got to be more not. like smaller, smaller kind of vans and yeah. trucks. But I think I think it's just yeah. Somebody said that. Somebody said, oh, it's just it takes energy to restart the engine. But I don't think that's true. We gone way off. Wait, we got to get back to boards. Boards and maybe governance. it was too boring. It is boring, but you know, there's something about boring parts of life, and so, or not life, but of society. In some ways, boredom is a kind of way for to protect. For the, for the powerful to kind of protect an area is they kind of buffer it with like a, a big moat of boredom. Yeah, I was going to say like there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of underhanded mischievous stuff that just goes on in places where they're just like, eh, you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to bother. This is oh, boring. What? Yeah. This is Who stuffy suit that? stuff yeah, moving numbers. Yeah, Who cares? And yeah. then you look into it and you're like, oh, you guys are just... <laughs> doing like <laughs> villainous stuff here what is going on and they're like oh uh, well, what, what? what are you talking about no big deal no yeah. big deal no i it is it is a thing where it's not i think not boring but it's just it's not sexy it's not like yeah juicy yeah. it's not red like, bull guys jumping off in squirrel suits right. and like base jumping going like how do we fix yeah. the yeah. strangely off compass needle inside the governance of yeah non-profits, non-profits. You know and i mean, mean these, these board meetings too these are not like you don't make like jane you know key, Movie makers, you know, the guy who made like Social Network or whatever, they make mm-hmm. these business sagas. No one will ever make a business saga about a nonprofit board. It's the most boring group of people ever. Right. They all just sit around. Now it's all on Zoom too. So they just sit there and they're like, ah, do we have a quorum? Come to order, blah, blah, blah. Like it's so boring. And that's what you want from the outside. I don't, from the outside, <laughs> I if I'm looking for a nonprofit that is doing its mission and doing good work, right. what I don't want to hear about is, how amazing and crazy right. oh the boardroom is yeah. and how wild and like <laughs> I want to know that that place is boring and those people are making normal, very yeah. easy decisions. The and Wolf of just Wall working. Street. Yeah. Nonprofit version. <laughs> it's so boring. If I if I pull into a mechanic and they go, Oh man, you would not believe what is happening under yeah. your hood. I'd be like, I don't want oh, that. No. I want you to look under there and say this is all very normal. Yes. <laughs> okay. So here's the crazy side to this. If we changed this, if we changed it so the law said that nonprofits have they have a mission responsibility mm-hmm. over their fiduciary responsibility, their board members do. Yeah. Then it actually kind of opens it up to an interesting way where these organizations could be policed by the public through activist lawyers. So activist lawyers could review 
actions that the nonprofit took, and if the actions were ever against the mission, they could just sue the nonprofit, right? They could sue the right for, or they could sue the board members uh-huh. who voted because it's all public. You can, you know, you can demand, you know, you can see the board notes of all kinds of things, right? Because it's a public, it's a nonprofit organization. Like yeah. there's these kind of things they have to give up in terms of transparency, and so you can, you know, that that the lawyers could be like, hey, look, uh, you know, hey, this organization, you know, the foundation of whatever, I mean, I could pick on right-wing or left-wing organizations, but I'll just pick on a right-wing one. Like the, the, found, the non-profit branch of the, 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 the NRA, right? Because the NRA has a, has a political branch, uh-huh. a, a 501c4, okay. and a non-profit, a 501c3. I did not know that. Yep. So okay. very, again, boredom. It's so boring. As I said, 501, I just saw your eyes like roll back in your head. Oh, <laughs> what? Are you done now? What was that? Okay. Yeah. Man, man, when you get into the IRS tax code, wow, is that, that, that's where the real moat of boredom, it's more of a moat. It's more like an ocean of boredom, like the way you know the Queen of Dragons had to cross over like yeah. the ocean. That, that's how big it is of boredom. But the, basically, yeah, the 501c3 side of the NRA, somebody could just like look at that and be like, hey, you did all this great stuff on gun safety, but you also did like all this stuff that actually is supporting the political side. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to like come down on you like a ton of bricks because you like went against, you know, or you could go after some school, like a, some university, like a Harvard that has like billions of dollars in endowment. And you could be like, that's bullshit. Like having a billion, multi-billion dollar endowment could not is not advancing the mission yeah. of Harvard, and therefore we're like suing you for not advancing your own mission. So wait, because the mission would become primary. At first, it sounded like you were saying this would result in fewer people being sued because right now they're being <laughs> sued when they yeah, when they, they don't maximize they money. Be. But yeah. now it sounds like the second step is more suing, more people being sued yeah. by the public at large i mean i'm not pro you know litigation or something and i certainly don't want you know slap suits like needless is that know, a new- stock portfolio of lawyer uh, <laughs> firms i see sticking out of your pocket are oh you my claiming gosh. that i myself am you this week you bought 18 lawyer firms Scott, what no i'm not trying to reduce you're so you're saying like we're just trying to reduce the number of i don't care no, how I, many I'm, court cases are, are i just want the system to work to maximize the missions. I, I misunderstood. At first, you were like, oh, people are suing people within these they could, places they and could. it's causing too much yeah, problem. But yeah. it seemed like maybe just the wrong people were suing the wrong people. It's not people, like a lot of suits are happening. It's that it's just that you could sue and that, ter- that, that threat that, would that keep threat people keeps in the, people to be like, oh, I really have to, yeah. oh, yeah, shoot, I really do have a fiduciary responsibility. Okay, yeah, I vote with the, the motion to, yeah. to do to raise more money. Or the to, idea isn't people licking know. their chops eager to sue. It's, no. It's no. going. Oh, it's I hope like, we hey, don't you have, have to. A, we all have a fiduciary responsibility. I, you know, if yeah. somebody says, "Do I have to remind you all that we have a fiduciary responsibility to this organization?" And so, if we don't do what this, you know, if we're working with a multi, like, say your, say your organization is a small, like, ten million dollars a year nonprofit, yeah, and then you like apply and you're talking to like a Bill Gates Foundation, like a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, you know, multi huge thing. And they say, hey, we could double your operating budget next year. We could give you $10 million, but you have to do like A, B, and C. And those things like pull you away from your mission. Mm-hmm. No. you got to do it. Yep. You just got to do it. Yeah. You know, and if you don't, you sure shoot, you know, the board members around the board or the table. One or two of them is going to say, we have a traditional responsibility to this organization and dirt, dirt, dirt. And that means something, you know? Well, like the discourse, this discourse I heard happening a while back with, with the post office and like, mm. People talking about like, 
ah, the post office isn't profitable enough. Uh, we need to figure out how to cut service <laughs> to people where it's not profitable. It's, like, this, it's not the point isn't, yeah. the point is the service goes right, everywhere. Right, right. And if it's right. not profitable, it's that's like the cost of having The highways service. aren't profitable right. enough. It's like, this, bill, this road to your house doesn't yeah, generate us why enough doesn't money. Why does it generate any money? It's like, it's a fucking road. It's like oh, having roads me. everywhere is a good infrastructure <laughs> a, situation. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should have the post office instead of being like, blue maybe they should wear like a blue but they should have like fatigues because then people would be like it's the military like they would they would identify because no one ever wants the military to make money it's a huge money pit it's literally where we're like dump money into like the bot the wait money what pit. oh oh okay i'm like they the take military. money they, yeah yeah they, they take a lot they of money get a lot of money the pentagon doesn't make anything they don't make any money they don't make any profit at all and they just get hundreds of millions billions of hundreds of billions of dollars a year so if we made just the post office people wear like camo like just blue camo shorts, you know, instead of the blue, like instead of the know? normal, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Then people would be like, "Oh no, don't mess with them. They're the military, right?" See those camo or kid just camo hats, camo post office hat. I have a. Oh no, this is another solution. I'm We're doing a- another episode. Damn it! You you tricked me into doing <laughs> two, slid right in. two episodes in ah, one. I got you. Damn you! All right, I got to get in my Lamborghini that my nonprofit is paid Damn for it. and drive away now. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. Bye. Scott's gone, everyone. <laughs> He's I tricked away. you, and now you have to do your own second <laughs> is episode. Is this a new par- planet? No. This is a planet, Captain Planet episode. It's turning. <laughs> I just love the word fiduciary. Fiduciary. I don't even know what it means. Well, I know what it means. I don't know its. I don't know its root. I don't know what the Latin is, but I know what it means. I mean, it means you have you know a financial. You you have the duty to put the fin- the financial. You know goodness of this thing over your own self-interest it's a great fancy word yeah fiduciary fiduciary. you know it was just switched from being fiduciary to not fiduciary no there's been a big fight about this is financial advisors so under obama they passed it wasn't i don't know if it was a law or if it's just rules like from the executive but under obama the administration of obama either through the law or just through the action of the executive they made it so that financial advisors have they have a fiduciary responsibility to their clients which means they cannot if they if they recommend something that they benefit more, right. and it's not that the client's going to benefit then they the, the client can sue big time keeping and, someone from doing like a bernie madoff style pump and dump or well that's get, illegal already cuz it's like uh, a ponzi scheme but it's like this let me imagine this okay i'm a financial advisor right yeah. and i'm like connected to all these like services and they're like hey if you send us people like we'll give you a kickback and then your financial advisor, you know, doesn't you're, isn't you're, disclosing. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you should definitely sign up for this, like these four things. And everyone he gets to sign up, he gets money. And actually, mm-hmm. it's not as good of an investment as if they just did like index funds. I mean, that's usually basically the thing. Like, you should just do index funds. But but like they try to, you know, they try to get you. So so in the Obama administration, they they made it so that no, now you have fiduciary responsibility. You know, if, if anyone can prove that you were doing that. Um, it's illegal. Before it wasn't illegal. You could yeah. just be doing that. All the financial advisors could just be like, "Yep," and they could just be like getting their backsheesh, you know, their their greased palms yeah. on the flip side from kickbacks, and it was nothing. And then Trump reversed it, so now it went from no fiduciary responsibility to fiduciary responsibility for like six years, uh-huh. and now back, back to, to now. The wild so west. if you go to a financial advisor, there's nothing protecting you that they are actually making decisions in your interest financially. They for- just great that yeah. seems like an awesome it's horrible change. it's so so bad good, good job everybody but that's that word fiduciary you know you can think <laughs> shoot i really want my financial advisor to have a fiduciary obligation to me 
But I would also like, I don't want the boards of nonprofits to have a fiduciary responsibility, or they should, but it's secondary to a mission responsibility. Yeah, if you tell the general public that a nonprofit has decided not to maximize every cent and instead provide a better or more whole service of what they're trying to do in the in the in their efforts they're going to be like yay this is awesome rah 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 and the opposite is also true where if you tell them they didn't do that and you're like why and they're like well you save a few cents here and a few cents there that's terrible that's terrible pr that's everyone's going to hate that yeah this is great this would be a great solution i think I don't know how to implement it. Not like it would have to be, Some I feel like legislation, you can't, re, it's easier to add than repeal. And so it would have to be some sort of additive yeah. protection for the people in that, in that room. Yeah. I mean, there could be a kind of, it could be like an omnibus. I mean, there's a lot of problems with philanthropy in America. You know, a lot of it is, you know, there's this term big philanthropy. Mm-hmm. It's like big oil, big, big tech, big, big tech. Whatever. There's also big philanthropy. There was a bunch of stuff on like the, a bunch of things on like Hassan Minaj had a great episode of big philanthropy. So if anybody wants to look that, look that up, they can get more into it, but there's a bunch of problems with philanthropy. A lot of it is like, like sure. The whole idea is like to help poor people, you know, which is great and like help improve democracy, help society, whatever. And that's all great. But in, in, in reality, if you look at the actual numbers, like the vast majority is just like religions, which really just like pay for their own property and pay their own staff and they, and they run religions. But I mean, religions, are a worthwhile thing like you could just pay you know for social clubs that aren't religions they just have to pay you know their taxes and whatever right so most of it's religion and then out of the non-religious most of that the majority of that is is just like you know bill and melinda gates foundation you know clinton foundation you know trump trump foundation like these multi-billion dollar personal family trusts and and these sort of personal family uh, nonprofits, which which and foundations, which are nonprofits, which really they do a lot of things, and they do some, they do they do good things. I'm not gonna like poo poo someone who gives out malaria nets or something. But the all, if you look at everything they do, there's always this like ancillary goal, which is to like launder their reputations and kind of be perceived as like kind of angelic, and therefore then they get they get less scrutiny for like other things they do, yeah. and like and. Like for example, Bill 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 Gates came under antitrust, you know, Microsoft and Bill Gates came under antitrust um scrutiny like multiple times in the nineties. And then in the in the two thousands, he established the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and he's never come under antitrust scrutiny again. It's like, hmm, that's it, interesting. I mean, you it does it is good like in a way that these billionaires have done more good monetarily than i have ever done or will but also it does <laughs> don't sell seem, yourself short scott I could you're do doing that. a podcast right now oh never mind we've Actually, touched I'm, so many okay hearts. so they've almost done as almost much as me as much, yeah. but but at the same time it is a question of how much of the giving away part of your billions of dollars right. is keeping people from asking how exactly did you get that yeah, billions those, of where'd you get those billions exactly, from, can we just you know make sure wait. that that was all, <laughs> there was nothing really yeah bad. people are like don't shh, don't ask that don't, he, but i'm he's giving so good he's some giving, of it back. he's giving some millions yeah. when he you know yeah, yeah i mean there's bill, some bill good gates, bill there's, gates like basically shut down i mean he completely monopolized technology <laughs> for like almost 15 years it so does seem like there's bad. there are some good motives and there are some personal you know selfish motives and it's all tied in because that's humans too but yeah yeah. but then these organizations have a way outsized power especially because they're throwing the biggest dollar amounts around and all the organizations that are actually doing the programs 
So, so these big foundations, they don't do the programs. Like they don't actually get in and like serve sandwiches to like old ladies. They subcontract. They, 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 they don't, right. They donate down to nonprofits that are doing that, yeah. which means they're throwing that money around. And those nonprofits, because their boards have a fiduciary responsibility to the nonprofits, they have to basically do whatever these big foundations say. Cause they, cause the board, you know, the nonprofit says, or the foundation says, Hey, we'll give you $10 million, but you have to do X, Y, and Z. And the boards are like, let's do it. Like bend over backwards, like whatever they want. Right. And if they don't, it's like, we have a fiduciary responsibility to this organization. I don't know why they became tech. You know, they could be anywhere in the world really, but it wouldn't it be great if it was like, no, screw you guys. Like, I mean, sure. If, if we're not going to take your money, we're not going to work with you because we don't want to do those things that pull us away from our mission. And we're all and we're all in alignment about that because we don't have a fiduciary responsibility. We have a mission responsibility. Yeah. Well, when you get into a competition where the dollar is the only thing that matters, you get a race to the bottom of like race to the bottom. You know where yeah. your your bridge building people are like competing for the contract, and the lowest person builds you a bridge out of the toothpicks. <laughs> That's the cheapest bridge, and it falls apart, and you're you're mad about it. You know, it doesn't work. You want something that has a base level of. Right quality net that you can't go under even if it's profitable you know right right yeah i this would this would do it i i you have awakened awoken me to the idea that this was even happening i didn't even know and so that seems like a problem that this would help quell which is what we're here to do i wonder if people are in nonprofits. see that's the thing i feel like people are in nonprofits. they have this feeling like oh i'm separate from it right we said this before like Mm. i'm clean from Mm. capitalism and I just am that's here, definitely the I'm outside just, perception. I'm just here too. to tell those people they're not, <laughs> and it's sad because I'm I'm I want them to be able to be. I want there to be a sector of society that literally is mission driven, right? And there and there is no. I mean, the fiduciary responsibility is only after your your mission. There choice. seems to be no set, stepping outside of the arena. You yeah. just have to kind of build the protections you need within right. the thing, right? You know? To fool yourself to think you're just not involved in it is delusional, right? It's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to build boards, you know? Because if you, if you, it would be easy to build boards if you were like, I wrote the mission statement, right? And now I'm going to try to get people to join the board. They have to literally sign on to the mission statement. And now whatever's in the mission, they, they have to do, but the, it doesn't really matter. I mean, sure, part of keeping, part of the mission is keeping the organization alive financially. Right. But if but if but if you had to if you had to kill the organization to follow the mission, you should, because the whole point of of nonprofits is not to exist; it's to achieve. It's, it's to mission. achieve the mission. Yeah, right. yeah. So 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 it's it. We really yeah. So anyways, I think this 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 solution for the multiverse, I think in some ways exposes like a really sort of dark, sad, sort of. <laughs> Right, it sort of shows like that capital. It's capitalism all the way down. Right? Yeah, like turtles all the way down. Uh-huh. It, it's capitalism all the way down in a sort of sad way it shows that it's just hard to yeah it's you can't escape yeah you sit there you drive a electric car and you're like oh i'm not participating in fossil fuels like oh well where's your electricity come from and you go back and back back. you're like ah i'm still in it yeah but it's all about it's about continually getting better refining it getting it better right even though you can't jump out of everything bad right now step out of it a little bit at a time you know and this is one step yeah and just being aware is a key thing. I oh think. yeah. So that so this is interesting. And and if we're all wrong, if we're completely wrong about this, then great. If it's completely wrong and someone totally schools us about this, we'll do a follow up little. Oh, I'd love to. And we'll explain how we were totally wrong. 
But yeah. as far as I can tell, this is how it works. And it's it's really, really sort of sad. <laughs> I love admitting when I'm wrong. I mean, <laughs> me too. Theoretically, it yeah. hasn't happened yet. But what would one that, of these yeah, days when you can imagine. I am wrong, yeah. I, I feel like I would love to yeah. admit it. There's I can't this, wait. There's this great TED talk where the where this this love <laughs> the love the speaker is awesome and she and she says she says, What does it feel like to be right? And everyone's like, Oh yeah, okay, that's how it feels. And then she says, Okay, what does it feel like to think you're right but to be wrong? And then there, everyone realizes it feels like being right, right? So being wrong actually feels like being right. Yeah. So that's what we can enjoy right now. We, we're enjoying this blissful feeling of being right, when, but we'll, we'll be corrected if we're wrong. This we is, were immediately corrected on the judges episode. Yeah. Yeah. Someone immediately that's great. Said, Feedback. You, they said, no, you can have a judge trial. It's called a bench trial. But the, they were, they're right. I mean, they're, they're a judge, the person who taught us this. So you can have a bench trial, which means you can elect to not have a jury, and you can have a judge review your case and decide if you're guilty or innocent. But it's only one judge. So our idea was still kind of new because it's different. three judges. Yeah. yeah, which I think is probably actually safer, right? Because then you don't have one person kind of judge dreading up there, you know, judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was great, Scott. I'm I'm sorry we went across the ocean of of boredom here. I'm but not. I it was like interesting, it. right? We became yeah. sailors a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a reason. I mean, that's. We got through the the defense mechanism, yeah, b- behind that keeps people from yeah. Like, and why do why this. do we think like the machinery that runs like the most sophisticated civilization in history is boring? Isn't it fascinating? Right? Shouldn't it just be like amazing? Like, wow, this gear that goes into this machine that runs everything like it's way in the back in the guts. But look at what it runs. Shouldn't we be super? But I, we're not. Yeah. It's just boring. Instead, we just want to be on on TikTok. I've been shooting a lot of TikToks out there. I gotta check them out. Some TikToks. <laughs> okay, Scott, <laughs> this is awesome. Thanks everybody for listening. This is Solutions from the Multiverse. Thanks everyone, and we'll we'll continue the conversation. And uh, yeah, we're the we're the podcast where other people got problems, we got we solutions. got solutions. Yeah. All right, take care, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.